All right, welcome back to the big program. Just before we get to our headliner of the day, Greg Wyshynski from NHL on ESPN, let's welcome in our, well, normally it's our Thursday co-host, but it's our Wednesday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. Morning, Lanny. Good morning. Big, what a, what big, a treat, hey, for you. What, what a, a treat. It's like, well, so there, I told you, though. But Christmas it, came early. <laughs> Christmas came early. But now it feels like it's Thursday today. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, the... I, I'm doing my uh, my Thursday routine right. on Wednesday because yeah. I'm I'm leaving for Calgary tomorrow. Yeah, like when I come in tomorrow, I'm going to think it's Friday. Yeah, well, and the weekend. And the weekend. So so make it a longer weekend. Well, well Schlemmer will have to pick up the pieces tomorrow. You Not going to be easy, but he can. It, it's <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> All right, time now for our headliner of the day. Brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the... <laughs> Finest organic grain-fed free range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Greg Wyshynski, NHL on ESPN. Morning, Greg. Welcome back to Sports 1440. You're with Kevin Carries and former NHLer Ladislav Schmid. Thanks for hopping on. Oh, man. How's it going, boys? Going good well. morning. It's going good. Yeah, Laddie was just saying, well, I, I know Greg Wyshynski. I don't think I ever talked. I, I, follow, I follow you, yeah. but I never spoke to you. Yeah. But you have always oh, man. good Ap- insights. Apologies for that. <laughs> I, probably, I probably said something at some point that pissed you off. So. But yeah, it's good to talk to you. You had, you had a, a wonderful career. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So what did you make of the game last night? The Oilers game in particular, obviously with the streak ending. And, you know, I, I, did, are you one of those guys, would you would you have liked to see it go to 17? Are you happy that, it, you know, it's over? Where, where are you at with this? No, I mean, I think we all want to see history get made, right? Especially a, a, a record that was set so long ago and by such a storied team like those Penguins. Uh, so I was rooting for it, especially like the ultimate drama would have been <laughs> if they don't fumble the bag against the Ducks, you know, <laughs> with a chance to break the record. That's That would be true NHL uh, parody if like their keeper throws a, a shutout or something and the, uh, the the Whalers end up just tied. But, you know, last night was a, was sort of indicative of, of the streak. I mean, like they played really good defensively. Uh, for whatever reason, just couldn't couldn't uh, convert uh, that that one extra chance against Aiden Hill last night. I thought played well, um, and uh, you know, it's funny. Like losing the streak obviously is a bummer. And listening to the boys last night, there's definitely a bit of melancholy because they they knew they were on the cusp of history. But it's also got to be a little psychologically damaging to once again have the Vegas Golden Knights be your tormentor. I mean, that's a team that, as things are tracking right now, you're going to see in the first round, and at some point you'd like to get a significant win against them. They've had some regular season success against them, but obviously it's been a different story when, when the stakes are a bit higher. Was that streak, Greg, getting a lot of play on ESPN in the States kind of thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, let's see. I wrote an essay for Steve Levy to read on at the air last mm-hmm. night. Uh, the, the website was plastered with uh, stats and facts and figures. I had Connor McDavid on my, uh, my podcast, The Drop, uh, to talk about you know what's gone right for the Oilers. So yeah, I mean, like they, they clearly are a team, a team of focus here in the states, uh, thanks to McDavid and Drysital, um, and and thanks to being one of the teams that we expect could potentially play for the Cup. Um, but you know, it, it was to the point where if they had won last night, the uh, game against the Ducks would have been uh, added to the ESPN schedule. Ooh. So I mean, like there was a lot of a lot of interest in, in that kind of in that kind of history being made. Well, that's pretty cool, uh, Laddie. Yeah. yeah, I I watched the game yesterday, and and obviously the streak is over, and it's a bummer, you know, it, it is. But I look at it from the positive side, you know. They, this is incredible. 
This is this streak was incredible. The way they were able to win the games, and even yesterday, like after second period, I was like, they have so they had chances to to pull away from Vegas, and Hill had a really good night. the The puck wasn't going in. I'm like this. There might be in the trouble. Mm-hmm. Like Vegas might score one goal, and it happened in the third period, unfortunately. But again, I look at it from the positive side. They just proved to everyone and to themselves, especially, that they can do it. They can beat anybody, yeah. and they can play gritty game. They can play skill game. They can win. They can beat you however they want. So well, that's very positive for me. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that, to me, the, the the defensive play during the streak has really been the most eye-opening mm-hmm. thing. I think. If you look at how many games recently they've held opponents to two or fewer goals, it's been really impressive, and that's mm-hmm. certainly not a team that we thought could exist this season based on how they played for the first month and a half. Um, so whether it's just a recommitment to defense, whether it's Skinner playing much better than he did earlier, um, or, or whether it's the system that Paul Coffey and, and, and Chris Knobloch have instilled there, which Bruce Cassidy said is, is reminiscent of what the uh, Golden Knights play, um, it's it's really shown that they've got that other part of the game pretty locked down at this point to go along with, obviously, some incredible skill guys. Mm-hmm. Greg Wyshynski, our guest, NHL on ESPN, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Greg, at times, uh, or did you think that game reminded you at times of, you know, the playoff series last year, games five and six, kind of in particular, maybe? Well, nobody got suspended, yeah. uh, so there was a little bit of a, a difference there, I guess, <laughs> so far as like the levels of nastiness that we saw uh, between the Oilers and, and, uh, and Golden Knights. But again, like that's that's mm-hmm. what Vegas does. I mean, like it was you not know, to get too weeds on the on the gambling stuff, but I was on our ESPN Bet Live TV show yesterday talking about this game, and the over under on the game was six and a half goals. I'm like, that's easy money. <laughs> like, like there's no way they're hitting seven goals in this game. Like they both play close to the best especially Vegas, who is obviously looking to not get into a shootout with the, uh, the Oilers, and, and especially with, with Aiden Hill between the pipes, who has had a really, really interesting season in the sense that you know he has been one of the best goalies in this league, which I don't think a lot of people thought he'd be able to repeat what he did in the playoffs, but through 17 or 18 games, he's been as good as he was during the cup run. But the, the injuries that he's had has limited him to 17 or 18 games. So I, I'm wondering at the end of the day, what his work rate's going to be and, and what that looks like in the eyes of the Vezina Trophy voters because mm-hmm. we just did our NHL awards watch on ESPN today. Connor Hellebuck, to nobody's surprise, is leading the field. Mm-hmm. He's never going to get to the amount of games that Hellebuck's going to play, but he might have enough games to really make this thing interesting if the GMs feel like you know, 25, 28 games, 30 games is, is enough uh, if he plays as well as he's played. Hmm. Well, I... I honestly don't. Well, it, it might play in his favor, right? Like he's he might be arrested for a playoffs a little bit, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the the way that the Vegas played again yesterday, you you just see how deep they are. They are missing their number one centerman, right? yep. Jake Eichel, number one, number two defenseman Shea Theodore, yep. and they still are able to be the hottest th- hottest team in the league. Like yep. Yep. it just shows a lot how well they are built. The system works. Now again, that brings me back to the playoffs. They just yep. You know, even though the Oilers control most of the play, in my opinion, they were a better team, but they still roll, roll, and they play heavy hockey. You know, and like, hats off to them. Like, they play very well. They hung around, mm-hmm. and they were able to to uh, to end the Oilers' streak. But 
that team you, you can never count that team out they're very well built you know Greg no and, yeah. and they have sort of like an unwavering confidence about them yeah. too and, and part of that I think comes from their coach who I think is one of the better coaches in this league in, in Bruce Cassidy mm-hmm. but like the, they're, nev- they're never shaken like you, you can't really like knock them on their behinds mm-hmm. uh, they're always confident they're going to be able to come back they're confident if they play mm-hmm. their game yep. they can beat anybody and, and you know like you said no matter who's in their lineup it's, it's, it's really impressive to see. You know, the other thing too, Greg, Butch Cassidy loves matching lines, and he did that last night. And even a guy comes off being out over a month in, in uh, Wild Bill Carlson, oh. and he goes head-to-head with McDavid all night long pretty well, you know? Yeah, and, and that's what's wild about it is that, you know, like when Eichel's healthy, he showed last year that that guy can D up. You know, like he's, he, I think there was always this perception of him as being a more one-dimensional player, but he, he had a great defensive season mm-hmm. last year. So when your top two centers are that accomplished on the defensive end, it, it makes it really, really difficult. I mean, it's it's kind of like what Cassidy had all those years in Boston, right, with uh, with Bergeron and Krejci, who could hurt you offensively and certainly hurt you defensively as well. So it's, like you said, the depth on that team is, is really something to behold. For sure. Um, I would mention one more name, yep. and Oilers fans won't probably <laughs> be happy, but Alex Pietrangelo. Yeah, My God, that guy. <laughs> I really enjoy watching that guy. He is so, so good, well-rounded, all-around defenseman. In my opinion, one of the best in the league. It, in my opinion, honestly, like top five mm-hmm. D-men all around. Like he, he makes a huge difference on their back end. <clears throat> For did sure. You, did and you? So like when you think about the Oilers and you think about the DNA of a championship team, I mean, time and time again in this league, we've seen teams need two guys on the blue mm-hmm. line. You know, they mm-hmm. need... Yeah. Whether it's Petrangelo and, and Theodore, whether it's you know Hedman and Sergachev, uh, or Hedman and McDonough, actually, I think was probably the mm. the yeah. other combination that I'm thinking of. You know, the the teams that have won recently usually have two guys back there, two yeah. studs back there that can really handle things. And and the Oilers, you know, jury's out <laughs> whether they have two pairings that can really really take care of business. Um, you know, depending on the week, mm. Nurse and and uh, and CC are are whatever and. You know, Bouchard still kind of like growing into it, so that's it's it's an interesting, you know, check the template of what a championship team looks like against what the Oilers are at this point. Just want to switch gears with you, Greg Wyshynski, NHL on ESPN, our guest on Sports fourteen forty around the league. Anything catching your eye in particular here as we kind of get the uh, unofficial second half going here? Um, you know, just it's the coaching changes have been interesting. I think you know we're all waiting to see exactly what Patrick Waugh does for the, for the Islanders. Um, they certainly are already playing a little bit better defensively in the, in the short sample size that we have. But, you know, they're four points out behind the Flyers, four points out behind the wild card. And then you have the Penguins and Devils right behind them, one point behind with a few games in hand. So the, the race for the East to me is, is really fascinating in the sense that, you know, not only do you have the Leafs now all of a sudden dropping to the wild card and, you know, what level of panic are we going to see there? But you also have this Flyers team that is just chugging along, you know? Like, every time you think they're going to really start to topple out and they, you know, entered the All-Star break on a, on a pretty big losing streak, uh, they end up uh, getting a win and, and, uh, and, and keeping their heads above water. So the East is a real interesting race right now, especially with the Devils. We got a huge win last night over Colorado, mm-hmm. uh, probably getting Jack Hughes back at some point, which obviously – transforms what they're able to do uh, offensively. 
Well, Greg, I know you got to get kind of rolling here, but look, now you can cross another thing off your list, hanging out with Laddie Schmid here on a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it was a pleasure, uh, you man. You know, it, it, was, it was on the bucket list, and, and now it's <laughs> off the bucket list, so it's been a good morning. Uh, well, I appreciate your time. I know you're pretty busy with uh, all the, the uh, interviews and hits you do, so uh, thanks for coming on here, Greg. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Greg Greg Wyshynski, NHL on ESPN. And our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. So before we go to break, Laddie, I want to mention this to you. And I I thought about it actually quite a bit last night after the empty net goal went in. And you mentioned Alex Petrangelo. And we know what happened with Leon Dreisaitl in the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Could have been, it should have been more than a one game suspension. Or if it's one game, then Nurse doesn't get one. But I understand the rules and the dynamic. 30 seconds left, the empty net goal goes in. And I'm not saying anything with Petrangelo. I don't even know if he was on the ice. I can't remember. I stopped watching. Yeah. But I was pissed off too. Yes. Is there something, did you, because I was thinking something could happen here in the final 33 seconds. Yeah. Did, did you think that too? It could, yeah. but they celebrated a little too too hard for my taste too. There you go. Um, yeah, but a bit disrespectful, okay, in my opinion. And I hope Oilers will remember that and you know go forward with that. Right. Uh, Greg Greg mentioned that they might they might clash in the first round. Good chance. Could happen. Yeah. I think I think that's. You know, playing uh, Vegas in the first round would be actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think later in the playoffs, they might be harder to play against because they're very deep team. The right? first round is the hardest. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think it would be a good chance mm-hmm. against them. Um, like at last thirty seconds, they've emptied another little too much celebration. So they celebrate, and I mean, you uh, heard Louis said that too. Yeah, you um, know. I don't like it. It's a bit disrespectful. I get that they were so pumped that they ended, end, the, streak, ended yeah. the streak mm-hmm. because I can imagine the teams around the league, they were getting pretty pissed off yes. and sick and tired of hearing the streak, the streak, the streak. But as an Oiler fan, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like I said, the streak is over, but I would just look at it from the positive side. This was incredible. And I, this is just mid, you know, midway through the season, but incredible accomplishment. I don't think the the boys in the locker room realize what they accomplished. Mm-hmm. I I agree. And yeah. we had uh, you know Matthias Ekholm was on earlier from last night. Okay, and you know he said, "I'm almost glad it's over." We were talking about it. Everyone was talking yeah. or thinking about it maybe too much. Now you get on to the, your next order of business. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with him. The other thing too, Laddie, we had Larry Murphy on, you know, the great Larry Murphy. Of course. Last yeah. Friday. And he was with Pittsburgh in 92-93. That, that was a wagon of the team. Oh, yeah. So they had this, that's the record. Yeah. And it was at the end of the year. And he said, and they tied the last game of the year to mm-hmm. end the streak. Then they went into the playoffs. And everyone's going, boy, these guys are, you know, no one can beat them. And he said it was detrimental to them at that time of the year. Yeah. So it, he would know better than me. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know. for, for sure. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, like in 92, 93, like I, I, I can't really compare the hockey then and now. But I feel like, is it harder to, to, to put this streak together now than then? Or the, the difference back then, there were ties. Yeah. That always comes into play, right? 
because even if you get to like in, you know in the Oilers Street comment they had some overtime and mm. and things like that. So even if you get to past regulation, you've got the opportunity. Yeah, it's surprising, I guess you could say that the Penguins didn't have that happen yeah. to them in the 17 games until the 18th game yeah. where they tied. Yeah, so that uh, that is actually that yeah. is actually great, but. They had a they had a team. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yager's young. He's twenty one or I know twenty two years old. Twenty maybe. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was probably twenty. He yeah. won. They won the Stanley Cup. What ninety one, ninety two? Yeah. Yeah. And then they didn't win that. They lost to the they, Islanders they, they, that they, year. Yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. third year, but yeah, the second the ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. Was, and Mer- that was. I think that was Yager's first two years, ninety one, ninety two, because he won. He won the right two Stanley Cups right away. Mari- must, must be nice. I think uh, so. We had it. I, I just. Uh, I think Mario played sixty games that year because uh-huh. he was, you know, between injuries, and then, you know, the Hodgkins. And I, I got to forget the years right here, but anyway, he had one hundred and sixty points in sixty games. Like honestly, yeah. looking back at his career, like for me, it's always going to be Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, for me. Like, yeah. They were, they are just uh, in a different universe. Yeah, and uh, now we have Connor McDavid. Now we have Connor, which is a totally different kind of player. Totally different breed. When we come back, a little open text time. They are rolling in, and uh, Laddie wants to comment on the picture from uh, the Duke and Miss Rodeo Canada and Donovan the intern. If you haven't seen it, go to fourteen forty. Maybe, maybe she had like, some kind of cough, and he was like no, scared to get uh, catch a cold I or something. Don't, no, that's not <laughs> it at all. It's it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up uh, after the break on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. Laddie's very excited about our inner out, and he wants inner out burger to be one of the well sometime next week. Well, is there where is there one in Edmonton and inner out? No, no. Where's the closest one? Is it all American? Vegas. Yeah. Like There's not one in like Vancouver or, or Calgary or Toronto. Somebody Google it, please. Yeah, Donovan. Come on, intern. Donnie P. I also like Five Guys, and we have it here. Five, five Guys. Five Guys. What about Fat Burger? Never have. Hmm. Never I, th- have I think Five Guys is yeah. far superior than fat, to burger. fat Burger. Is it right? Five Guys. Yeah, and, 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 they, really and they put it. fries like in the oh, back and more oh. than you can eat. It's better well, than taco. It like, in the, it it's was, better than taco in the back, right? It's, it's, it's fries in the back. Yeah. You can't fries get, in the back. You can't get that out of your head. Well, we used to go to Deluxe Burger all the time. You yeah, went yeah. there. That was good burgers. Oh yeah, yeah. Kobe yeah. Stack. Yeah, Kobe Stack. Oh yeah. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Kevin Carey, what's that? I got a what? So yesterday we, we ordered me and my wife, <laughs> wife ordered PF Changs and uh, oh. she she went to pick it up. It's like, oh, you're hosting a party, like BF Chang's party. It's like, no, it's just for me and my my husband. <laughs> so is that much? <laughs> oh, it was like it, it was like I think ten or eleven dishes. <laughs> when did that open? <laughs> Year and a half ago, maybe two years. It's yeah, it's been a while. Oh. I stopped. I'd never been. We stopped. Oh. We were golfing it's down good. on the southeast yeah. side of uh, Edmonton uh, or southwest side. Pardon me. One one point last summer down at River Ridge. And uh, then we're like, yeah, let's stop for some lunch afterwards. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's go to P.F. Chang's. I was like, I've heard so much about it. Honestly, I was a little underwhelmed. Really? Remember, Laddie, San Jose it was always close proximity to the hotel. Yeah. So we, everyone went there all I, the time. I like P.F. Chang's. I, yeah. Portions are small, though. Small portions, yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, well, my favorite Chinese place is Lingnan. Lingnan. Lingnan? Yeah. Lingnan? Lingnan? Where? Uh, it's close to Roger's place. Okay. It's a very traditional Chinese place. Love it. Mm. My favorite Chinese. But yesterday was close, so and my wife was like kind of disappointed. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's <laughs> so find how another many, Chinese place. How so, many containers? 
Like, what did you, if the guy there said, are you having a party th- and it's only for it you was, and your it wife? It was three paper bags and each had, I think, four, four containers, so 12. Okay, so d- is there a lot of leftovers? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have it today again. Huh. And I liked it. You know, I'm, I guess I'm not as bougie as, uh, <laughs> as somebody else here in the office. Well. Hey, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> as he is adjusting my camera. Uh, Dylan even says, yeah, b- uh, I agree. Uh, whatever the place you can't what's Lingnan. 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 Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, you will love Pearl River. Some guy says, Laddie, Pearl River, Pearl okay. River. You will love Gotta it. Try it. Uh, well, we tried a different place. It was like, uh, I think Japanese and uh, and Chinese noodles. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, what was the name. So we called, they had a bunch of, bunch of uh, you know, items on the menu. Yeah. And when we called, it's like, well, we're we're switching in between the menus. So we they didn't have half of the stuff I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hang up the phone. And you, go, right now. and you go to uh, on where we live on Ichiban and 149 for, for sushi, right? No. No? Everybody. Never, never been. Oh, that was Sheldon Surrey's favorite place in the whole world. What is it called? Ichiban. It's in 149 right by Bonton Bakery in that little strip mall. Oh, that's, is it good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I go for Japanese. For, yeah. So for it's sushi. right close by. Ichiban. Ichiban. Okay. Ichiban. Okay. Well, I remember that. I love sushi. <laughs> Text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We might as well get. Um, well, you know what? Before we get to uh, a lot of the about the games and things last. Well, Vic just says a game of inches. Last night, numerous shots missed. Yeah. Not disappointed with the effort. Next game, pucks can go in. Um, Nugent's shot on, on the power play just missed the yeah. top corner. Well, look, that was okay. Bu- that was bu- dry sidles. Dry sidle shot off McDavid's feet from behind the net. Again, it was Bouchard hit a, a ninety-nine mile an hour God. slapper. What a rocket! Off the inside of yeah. the post, and they went behind Hill and yes. out. I, I honestly, I had feeling because they had chances to to put put puck in, and but mm-hmm. you know, as you know, longer the the the, uh, the Vegas could keep the game close, like one one or you know tied. I I had a bad feeling about that. I didn't want to voice it. But, but it's one of those games that you are pushing, pushing, pushing. Nothing's going in. Hill is obviously playing really good. He, he's got luck on his side. And then they score one goal, it's 2-1, and then you're just... The difference is, Laddie, in the last how many games the Oilers have been in those games. Yeah, I know. But like 1-1 one, one, and tied, and they would find a way to score. So um, it's there. Oh, it, it just it, didn't happen last night. It just didn't happen last night. Yeah. And But I was, I was totally fine with their effort, the, the way they play. Hey, and they played first game after what seven days or how, however mm-hmm. long that was. Ten, so, well, ten games. Ten. Same <laughs> with Vegas. I know, I know, but yeah. they they showed up. Craig and Red Deer goes. Uh, I absolutely despise Vegas and have since uh, their first season. Unwatchable, <laughs> boring trap style. I have no idea they're this successful. Um, well, they, they, they do something right. They do. They do they something they right. Just, they play heavy hockey. I respect that. I you know. I, I respect it. Like you, you can, you can hate them all you want, but they won the cup. They're the champions. They play the same way almost every night. It works. Um, Texter says Bill In and Out is in only eight Western states in the USA. Yeah. So it's Western. I didn't know. I thought it was all, all over the states, but and usually, not in Canada. Yeah. They, so they usually, had a pop up store in Toronto, apparently, according to Donovan's research, which we all know is. Occasionally suspect, but he's been good lately, so I'll trust it. Uh, when I fly uh, to L.A. usually, 
there's one in and out right outside of the airport. That's where I sometimes stop. Hmm. I don't usually go to fast food chains, but in and out is one of the ones I really enjoy. AZ text in, if the Oilers play like that in a seven-game series, they'll have a very good chance of winning the series. A couple of things uh, felt off, but they still performed on a high level. I think they're missing something on the back end still, but that's a luxury. It's not an absolute necessity. Think about last year's playoff series. Mm-hmm. It's 2-2. Two, two. It's a best of three. Yeah. Vegas scores three goals in a minute and a half in the second period in game five. Almost series over right there. Even though the Oilers had a 2-1 lead in game six. Yeah. But again, three goals, second period, up top. Up top. La- Laddie's, I, I, pointing, Laddie's pointing between his ears. Bit, between my ears. Like it's, it's a crazy thing what, uh, what your mind can do, right? And what, what the, if, if you're on, a, on the winning side or you know, the scoring side, what, mm-hmm. what the mind can do for you. Uh, it's a very powerful thing. I'm going to throw this one at you. And this, goes, this is from Brett from Stoney. Thought Leon had a rougher game, had chances but lots of turnovers and lazy looking plays to me. One thing that I've noticed with Leon, and this is a this is one of the top players in the world, so it is so I will never ever uh, get after Leon because he's that good, right? You know what I mean? It's so hard to criticize a player like that. One thing that I have noticed that he's um, that's crept into his game. Mm-hmm. Everyone would say that Leon is one of the best players in the NHL. And even going back to Yager in all these days of protecting, protecting the, the puck. puck. Now, you agree with that, right? Oh, yeah. Now, look at the difference between Leon and Zach Hyman right now protecting the puck. Zach is keeping his legs going a lot more of the time. Leon seems to be widening his stance a lot more, waiting for the check to come on, and and not, and those players are engaging him because they're going, I'm going to go after him. They're not going to wait. They're not going to totally like before it seemed like players would eh, just kind of get in there now they're really engaging leon because he's not moving his feet as much as much problem or not i honestly don't think that's going to be a problem moving okay. forward might might be hitting a little bit of slump but obviously if you're playing back in the day when i play when i see a really good player who mm-hmm. top players you wanna, you don't wanna give them time and space, right? You wanna take it away from them. Uh, he is not the guy like uh, Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid will gonna tackle you dead on, right? He exposes the puck, but he's mm-hmm. so fast and, and changes direction, so it doesn't matter. Leon is not as fast, so what he does, he protects the puck, and he waits for a check. Usually, it would, it worked for him in the past. This year might be a little bit different, but I'm not worried at all. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna come again, and you know. We all know how Leon is in the playoffs. I, I, He's a beast. I, I would so never... I'm, 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 I'm not worried. He plays similar style to Yarmir Yager. Mm-hmm. They wait for the check to come. They they uh, you know pick their heads up, and they wait for the defender to pick a side, and then they roll off them, or they use their kind of their energy to, to their advantage. Mm-hmm. I am not worried at all. He might be... I, I wouldn't even call him a slump. Like, no, it, no, no, no. But... Yes, he maybe not moving his feet as much, but I think it's it's gonna come. Like yeah. I, I don't think he is changing something in his game or or whatever that is. I would ju- I, I guess I'm trying to say I would like to see him mix it up a bit more mix instead of waiting and getting into that yeah. position to take on and waiting for the defender to engage him. Be a little proactive and not all the time because it doesn't work all the time. But what I'm saying is I'm seeing it 
more and more often to be where he's doing it nine times out of ten more instead of five, six out of ten or something. Yeah, again, like from my experience, when I play against big guys, and uh, Joe Thornton, yeah, similar guy, but he he wanted you to come at him. He wanted you to come at him, and maybe right now it's not working for Leon, but then then when it's gonna start working, mm-hmm. we're gonna see again the same kind of production. I'm I'm not too worried. Yeah. I'm not too worried. I, I I I have trust in him that he knows what he's doing. But again, you cannot be great for 82 games, no, right? No, no. Like you might get tired, might get a little injured, whatever, whatever it is. But I, I, I don't, I don't see a big deal. And the turnovers, like everybody talks about turnovers. If you don't try anything, you know he is a high end player, and I expect him to try things and mm-hmm. make plays. And sometimes you're gonna see some horrible turnovers or like some. Uh, Turnovers that they're very visible, and you know, but I'm okay with guys like Connor, him, like around around the mm-hmm. league, the top players. They they will make these mistakes, or you know, but I want them to try it because usually it works. Eight out of ten, it will work, and it makes a world of difference. The other thing too is Connor, Leon, and all the great players. They have the puck ten times more than the other guys, exactly. so of course they're going to have more turnovers. Exactly, you know? and and I and I know what you're saying. Like it's. Sometimes with Leon, because the the style of hockey he plays, mm-hmm. it looks bad. It looks like he's disinterested or or whatever. It's I don't think that that is it. He's just very calm kind of thing. Yeah. He's never like you seem. He's never under stress. And like when he makes some of these plays, like when he looks pretty calm and like confident. It looks bad, but again, yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Here's one from AZ for uh, maybe Laddie can speak on this, but I think the Oilers losing the game maybe a spark uh, that helps uh, them in the playoffs. After Vegas scored on the empty scored the empty net, you could see how pissed off Connor was on the bench, and you could. All right, hundred yeah. percent. I yeah. would remember that, and the reaction of Las Vegas. I would said, certainly yeah. remember that. Going back to uh, Eggholm's comments, probably thank God it's over, <laughs> right? Like every. Everybody's gonna stop talking about it, and we can have a fresh start. Uh, but again, it mm-hmm. adds it adds another another thing to like for Oilers against the Vegas. Yeah, they disrespect us. They they ended our streak. They kind of disrespected us at the end of the game because celebrating like that, like it's a game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I I get it. You ended the streak, but there is a big rivalry there. Big rivalry. It should even be more there. And and I think the Oilers have to get the hatred, um, even more of a hatred on. I really still think there's something there between Petrangelo and, <laughs> and Dreisaitl. And it doesn't have to be on Petrangelo. It has uh-huh. to maybe be on Marcia Soul or, you know, one of their top end guys. I don't care. It's got to be a hate. Yeah. It, it's like, <laughs> I know it's like hate is a strong word, but mm-hmm. if you want to beat a team like Vegas... You, I truly believe you have to hate them and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes yeah. to beat them and that's been a f- physical gritty sometimes go over, over the line yeah. once in a while but it's going to take the whole team to beat Vegas are you fired up for are you in or are you out I'm very fired up yes. it's finally uh, up to my standards <laughs> it is yeah, eh yeah, yeah, yeah. well see the Duke <laughs> <laughs> the Duke the Duke he's just been it takes the Duke Choked. to grind I, these out I, every day I stay up till 11 o'clock watching the Oilers game and I stay up another 
three hours just to uh, think, cook, cooking oh, these up in the chamber. What could I? What could I get a good one for Laddie tomorrow? You know, <laughs> you know. And there's a lesson in that. Don't leave things up to last second. But you gotta, you gotta <laughs> go. I, I can't make questions about the Oilers until the Oilers game is over. Yeah, I know. You I know, know, I just think back to when you went to check. For Christmas, and then you, <laughs> you, you sent you sent the the one text back to Duke. You had one job, Duke. <laughs> Couldn't get it done, but oh, we we boy. got it done the next time. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, we got her figured. All right, yeah, coming did. up uh, after the break, it's uh, are you in or are you out? Curious, Schmied, Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. In case you missed it, Mark Spector will join us at nine o'clock. You're, My day's gonna be fulfilled. It is, eh? Yeah. So normally, right off when you get in here at eight, yes. it's spec. Yeah. Now I'm gonna have a little bit you of got time to to warm up. Yeah. My vocal, Think vocal about cords. It. Think about it. Yeah. For him. Time now for are you in or are you out? Okay. Okay. You know what? Moving too fast. Bottom line: Are you in or are you out? In or out of what? No time for questions. Just action. In or out? Well, then I'm out. I'm sorry, Jet. Actually, you're already in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I thought you would go, I'm in, Bob. We would have had a really cool moment, but uh, you kind of ruined the whole thing. All righty, gentlemen. All right, Duke. Let's get at her. Starting with the Oilers, who, of course, had their 16-game winning streak snap last night at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, 11 games left for the Oilers in the month of February. Unfortunately, looking at the schedule, I don't think they uh, top a three-game winning streak for the rest of the month. I can go first if you want, Laddie. I'm out on this. Uh, I think they'll be able to rip off a three-game winning streak sometime. I mean, they've only played one game this month. They've got a whole pile left to go. No, it's just... More than oh, three. So it's got to be four. Four, four yeah. or more. Oh, well, it's- See, it's the wording here. It's my second language and I understood it. Mm. Well, I mean, they'd have to start it right away here. They'd have to start it Friday in Anaheim because after that, you got L.A., Detroit, then St. Louis. Those are all very they're winnable games for sure. Dallas is a tough opponent, always on the road in Dallas. Tough to win in Dallas. Yes. But then after that, you got you got Arizona, and that's on family day. And we're off on family day, I assume, Duke. No, no idea. <laughs> we'll be finding out right away. And then, uh, but Boston here, that's always a big game when Boston comes to town. Yes. So, Pasta's going to oh, be here. Pasta. Pasta's going to be served. Yes. I'm going to go, oh boy. So four in a row. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm in. I'm just, I, I, after everything that happened in the last little while, I just want to see another little streak start. It doesn't have to be a long one, but I'm going to go, I'm out. So I think they can win more than three games in a row this month. Oh, laddies, and he, look at him. He's just I'm, looking at the schedule. He's literally banging his head off the microphone. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is a tough one. Could be at the very end of the month, laddie. You got Minnesota, Calgary, LA, and St. Louis at home. It could be. I am. I know you're going to say I'm, you're out. No, I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. out on this one, yeah. I think they can do it. Oh, you think they can? Yeah. Okay. Duke it, doesn't it, think it, so, obviously. Well, it's... It's, it's going to be close. I just think the way the games fall and when some of the tougher opponents line up. And, like, you obviously want to always beat the teams below you in the standings, but it's a tough league. Like, there's no gimme games, even against bad teams. So, um, you know, if you, if you come and sleep in one night and you just finish 16 straight wins and maybe even a little bit of a, an emotional letdown game coming into Friday against a bad Anaheim team after last night's loss and they're going golfing today out in Palm Springs. Like, it's... 
things like this happen where you can lose to bad teams kind of unsurprisingly or um, unsuspectingly. So, um, yeah, I think like if you win three, lose one, win three, lose one, there's nothing wrong with that Enough, either. But uh, it doesn't I, answer I, your question. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think they I agree will, with you, Duke. At most I, three wins, maybe eat a loss, three more, rack them up. But I think they, they will win four in this span, 11 games. Moving over uh, to last night's opponent and another team that was in action the past couple nights, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, two players that had big impacts on their respective Stanley Cup championship runs. Ivan Barbashev and Arturi Lekkonen. For the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup, they will need Evander Kane to elevate his game to match what we've seen from the likes of Barbashev and Lekkonen from the past two Stanley Cup winners. I am in on this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Evander Kane can, can do it. Like, he can do it all, I feel like. He can score goals. He can be really tough to play against. He can fight. He can be very, very gritty, get under people's skin. Okay. So, but yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take that. You know, I, I think it's going to take the whole team, but with him, we, we've seen him before, what, what he can do on the ice. And, you know, again, I'm confident that okay. he can do it. So I think this is trick wording again by the Duke. So I'm going to go, I'm out on this one because I think he has to take it to a higher level than the aforementioned Barbashev and Lekkinen. If Evander Kane can take it to the level that we saw in the 2022 playoffs, especially against Calgary, where he was an absolute dynamo, mm-hmm. the Oilers will have playoff success. So I'm going to... Am I flipping on you? Some so, words in because yeah. because <laughs> Kane obviously is the element in the Oilers' uh, top six specifically that provides mm-hmm. a little bit extra grit and sandpaper, yeah. which we saw from Barbashev and Lekkinen. But he also has to score. Lekkinen had uh, sixteen or fourteen points in twenty games in the Avs Cup run. Uh, Barbashev with eighteen and twenty-two last year. Yep. So it's it's not incredible production, but you have to be able to do those other things too. The Oilers have it in the newly signed Corey Perry, but I don't think we will see much of him in the top six, especially. I, I think Evander Kane is, in my opinion can surpass both of these guys. Like he's got, oh, he's, he's capable of it, for he's, sure. He's got a mm-hmm. better upside. Than have these. we seen Evander Kane in an older sweater play as well as he did during that initial playoff run when they went to the conference finals? That's what I was going to say. If he can so take he, it to he that, has, he has if to he takes back. it to that level... He's got to get back there. There you go. He's got yeah. to get back there. Uh, switching no over to the defensive side of the puck, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, they lose to the Vancouver Canucks last night. Mm. But uh, I know he's one of Laddie's favorite players. I'm saying among all active players, Jacob Slavin is the best defenseman in the NHL who will never win a Norris Trophy. Okay, Laddie, you go first. And then you first got to tell the Blake Wheeler story. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, tell I mean, who Blake I, Wheeler is. I, tell our I, listeners who Blake Wheeler Blake is. Blake Wheeler is... Uh, it's <laughs> one of our players. Blake Fiddler. Blake Fiddler. B- Blake Fiddler. What am I a, talking about? Yeah, Blake Fiddler. Yeah, yeah so yeah, 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 why didn't you player, he, Yeah, Blake he, Fiddler. Yeah, he's uh, he's the defenseman on the uh, Oil Kings, and yeah. he's uh, one of our, probably the best prospect we have on the defense. Okay. Um, he's also Vern Fiddler's son. Vern's son. Vern, yeah. 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 Vern, who played, he had a long career. Great career. In the NHL, Vancouver, Dallas, and other teams. Um, yeah, so I took him to the game uh, against Carolina, and I told him, Watch Jacob Slavin. <laughs> Within the first thirty or forty-five seconds, uh, Carolina was was down, I think, two nothing or three nothing, and unfortunately, Slavin was there for I think two goals. So I'm like, ah, stop watching it. It's not his night. <laughs> but it happens. Even the yes. best players have off nights, and mm-hmm. you know you can can control everything. Yeah. So this is yeah. It was okay. a, it was a rough night for Slavin. Yeah. But again, in my opinion, one of the best defensemen. So this questions, yes, I'm in. 
I'm in on you, this one. On Slavin being the best defenseman in the NHL who will never win a Norris Trophy. Okay. I know. I know. I have other candidates. It's high. It's really hard to say best, okay. right? Like it, it varies from year to year. But my opinion, I really like the guy. He's a great defenseman. I know you're gonna say other. We mentioned here Heiskanen, Pietrangelo. Yeah, but we don't we don't get to see <clears throat> Slavin a lot, no. a lot here in the Western Conference. But I've watched him quite a bit, and I'm a big fan of his. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna throw one at you. Who had a phenomenal season last year, and if he would be having, well, you know what? To be honest with you, he's having a pretty good season right now, and unfortunately. And it's going to be close because he's going to be in this, this conversation. This is like listening to fairy tale. Right no, now. Rasmus Dalin. We've never talked about him. Can Rasmus Dalin take his game over the level of where Quinn Hughes is, Kale McCarr? These two guys are going to be in the Norse conversation for the next ten years. I didn't mention him because I think he will win. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to win. That's going yeah. to be my guy. I think he's going to win. Number in the one overall draft pick. How, so, how old is he, Duke? He's only 23. That's my point. He's well, gonna be, I'm a big fan of it. Me I too. mentioned this story when, when I played him in Europe. Yeah. And this kid, he was, I think, 17. He was wearing cage against our team. It's mm-hmm. like, this, this is a kid that's going to go first, first overall. And we were like, oh, yeah, big hype, whatever. <laughs> he had an end-to-end goal against us. I think the first or second shift. Like, I think he's incredible. Like, <laughs> Do you know how many points he had yeah. last year? 77? Three. 73. So I, I, I watch him. Like, I, I'm uh, very familiar with him, and I think he is very dynamic. What I'm saying, Laddie, is that I just don't know if he has enough to take it over Hughes and Makar. Yes. I And I think, you know, what? what's the other thing? It depends on the team. I don't think you can win a Norris Trophy or, like, be really that good on a mediocre mm-hmm. team. It takes there, the team. There's another. Yeah. yeah, well, so I'm hoping... Sabres will take it to another level. They okay. they do have a lot of talent on their team, but it, you have to play a complete both way both way game, right? But I I am confident in Darlene. Oh. I have been a big fan okay. of this yeah. as well. Alrighty, but I, good pick. But I think he'll, okay. he'll win, and I'll call you in like ten That's years. Right. Oh, I told you so. <laughs> uh, two other names that uh, the top of mind for me. Uh, we talked about this a little bit just before we did the segment, but uh, Miro Heiskin in Dallas, uh, a top-tier mm-hmm. defenseman, but just because of the competition he's up against every year, might not never uh, might never get one, pardon me, and then it was uh, both the name out of your mouth originally. He's probably on the at the end of it now, but never won one was Alex Petrangelo, and yeah. he is still, you know, one of the, the you, I think it was you said it, Laddie, still top five D-man in the, the league for you. So And uh, he does it on both sides of the puck. The, the is, quality is, of defensemen across the league right now is yeah. Pretty, right. pretty, pretty good. Uh, uh, thank to, you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> to the uh, the other side of last night's game, uh, the Canucks beating the Hurricanes. Um, Elias Lindholm, two goals, in, two goals in his Vancouver debut. He had a pretty modest production to start the season, which included 32 points in the first 49 games for Calgary. In Vancouver's remaining 32 games, I'm saying he will surpass that production. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. I'm going to go, so he had nine goals. He's got two already. I think he can get a few more than that, than the nine. So I'm going to go, I am uh, in on that, that's saying that he will surpass that production in the 49 games. Off to a heck of a start. He's probably playing with better players, I would imagine. Not 49 games, less than that. He played 49 games in, in Calgary. Calgary. So in only 32 games. Yeah, 
in 49 games, he played. He got yeah, nine on. goals. Now he's got two already, so he's going to surpass that yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm in. You're in on that, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm going to agree with you, Kevin. Oh, wow. I think, I think Vancouver else. Vancouver is a wagon. He's going to f- – he fits right in. Uh, they they control the, the puck most of the game for from what I've seen. And, uh, yeah, I'm – He's playing with the good players. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be put in the right positions, power play, all that stuff. I'm confident in him that Elias gonna make us perfect. Proud. All right, Duke. All righty, and uh, <clears throat> last but certainly not least, as we often do with Laddie Schmidt, steering our attention to the world of food and culinary delight. Thank um, God, I had to battle through <laughs> the first four questions. Now, finally, <laughs> uh, ketchup. It has its place, in my opinion, in the world of uh, food and meal consumption. But putting it on chicken of any variety. Is uh, is disgusting and uh, should not be tolerated. Can ruin a perfectly good meal. Yeah, well, I'm I agree. I'm totally out with chicken. Expect unless Laddie, unless you take the effort to squeeze it out of the packets. <laughs> <laughs> that was a question last week. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I am. I'm in on it. You yeah. what? You want well, ketchup on put, your put, chicken? No. Is no, disgusting. I'm, I'm saying oh, ketchup on chicken yes. is gross. Again, yes. Bordick, can you please explain the question? Yes. For, uh, I, you're the one that has to do the teaching. <laughs> uh, English is a second language for <laughs> yeah, Laddie. He's his comprehension. But remember, Kevin oh. never got his grade 12. So. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, yeah I, I, I think I used it on chicken fingers before, but it is pretty disgusting. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll agree. Um, yeah, honey mustard or... Sweet and sour. So you must have to make over the years. You make would make craft dinner too, right? First time I had craft dinner, obviously, was when I came. Here. Everybody's like mac and cheese, mac and. I was like, what is mac and cheese? Everybody talks about mac and cheese, and like <laughs> never had it in Czech. And I came here when I was nineteen. Yeah. So my my little son, he loves yeah <laughs> mac and cheese. So does he like ketchup on there? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because a lot of kids they just hammer it in there too. Okay, so. In Czech, the big thing is, or in Europe, we put we put a lot of ketchup on spaghetti. Yeah, I know. Donovan <sighs> just said, "Oh, so first time I come come to uh, for pregame meal in, in yeah. North America, spaghetti. I put meat sauce and I topped it with a tons of ketchup. Guys almost threw up. I was like, I was like, what? I'm like, that's normal, guys. <laughs> but I thought you would laugh at that. Oh, yeah." Well, that was another good one. Uh, Speck's sitting in some airport. We got to get to him before he flies out at nine or whatever. Yeah, so I we'll hope up. he can. Otherwise, I'm going to be very sad. You're sad at what? what? He, does, he doesn't want to miss Speck. Oh, yeah, well, no. Well, we, that's why we got to get to him. Yeah. But Please so do. So we'll get to Speck at the top of the hour. Good job, Duke, on the questions again. Laddie, that's, out of all, would you rate that top three, four, five? I would say top three. Oh, good for you. I, uh, top three. Attaboy, yes. Duke. Uh, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, home of the ultimate grooming exper- experience. Our hot towel shaves, awesome haircuts, and treatments were designed for you. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.